welcome to the Book of Aurora podcast, the show where we talk about lore and the fiction of the canonical Metroid series. I'm your host, Crystal, and with me as always is Monica. Hello. And Cameron. Hi. We're here to talk about the first Metroid game, Metroid, released for the Famicom Disk System in 1986, and its remake, Metroid Zero Mission, released for the Game Boy Advance in 2004. And for those of you who just can't get a hold of either of those, we can also talk about the port released on the Nintendo Entertainment System in 1987. <laughs> yes, <laughs> of course. Uh, Monica, you're the big Metroid head of this podcast, right? Um, I don't know. I, I have taken notes, um, but uh, Cam has played bunches of them too. And I but- think between you and Cam... You two have played it more recently. Sure, but you're also the one who's more into the lore. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, that would make you the Metroid head. Oh, okay, sure. I'll take it. I'm, I'm probably the least experienced with Metroid lore of the three of us. Yeah, that's that seems about right. The wild world of Metroid the, lore. Because it, it's always interesting it started in on this from a perspective like the one that we bring on the book of Medora and Aurora because from the outside, Crystal, would you say it's accurate to say that most people met, would say Metroid doesn't really have a story? I have heard people say that, yes. <laughs> Is that in keeping with your current experience? Well, I would say the story of Metroid Zero Mission is fairly thin, but there's there's stuff in there. There, yeah. there is a story. There is some story. I would almost say, and I did say, and Cam tweeted it, that the Metroid lore is messier than the Zelda lore. Yeah, I'm. I'm going. I'm not going to ask you to justify that now, but I will ask you to justify it later. Okay, happy to. I feel like it is comparably messy to the way pre-Ocarina Zelda lore was. It's just that Metroid is still kind of in that period of itself. Oh yeah. Well, we might be reaching the end of that period with Dread, depending on how they do it. Dread is either the revitalization of the Metroid series or the end of it. Yeah, it's either the big comeback or it's death. For traditional Metroid, anyway. Does the idea of that fill you with excitement? Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to edit that pause back in after I run Truncate Silence. Yeah, excitement. Okay. Before we talk about Metroid 1, we're going to do our classic trailer analysis segment, because I have not seen either the Another Glimpse of Dread trailer or the Metroid Dread official trailer 2. You mean to say that we are getting Crystal's live reactions? Yes. That's great. Okay, so I want to say that before we get in on the um, analysis that you should watch the trailer's and like you can narrate them by all means if you want to, but I would say that we should not pause and do the close analysis until you're done watching. Okay, I'm going to hit start on another glimpse of Dread right now. I'm seeing it. the planet. The X-Parasites was thought to be extinct. It's like a ditto. It's like a ditto. Until uh, there's a transmission that suggested otherwise. There's a video <laughs> of an X on this planet. Ditto. Seven Emmy robots are sent to investigate, but they disappeared. Mm. Oh my god. Adam called her lady. God damn it. And Adam's talking about our lost assets. Yeah, he's still a Federation AI. Yep. I wish they'd stop making him such a cop. He is a cop. I know. <laughs> Samus is passed out on the floor. Yeah, that's what <laughs> happened. 
this temporary meme. Yeah, she had the Yamcha pose going. And she some kind of Chozo structure in front of her that looks like cracked and damaged. Yeah. That's it. That's our glimpse of dread. That's the glimpse of dread. Okay. Yep. That that was less of a glimpse than the last one, I feel like. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't know that there's a ton to analyze in that one. Let's be brief. I mean, let's look at the other one first. Oh, yeah. And then we can decide if we want to come back. Okay, I'm hitting go on Metroid Dread official trailer, too. Okay, we're back at the same structure. This is a sequel to the last trailer. Oh, there's the Chozo General. He's so fucking cool. Oh, they're Chozo and Samus are fighting. There's a crate here. Uh, it seems like the Chozo General is very strong and is going to beat Samus. Yeah. Their weapons are not very effective against him. Hey, the Shine Spark is back. Chozo is saying something as he's about to obliterate Samus's head. But then something activates within Samus and her eyes go wide. I think there's a lot more in that trailer. Oh, definitely. It's hard, kind of hard to narrate that trailer as you're watching it because it's mostly uh, action sequences showing off gameplay elements. But it does establish that the Chozo General is, is the villain of this game. Or at the very least, the Virgil. Or the Virgil of this game. At the least. Yeah, it, it's sort of interesting. Um, have you ever heard of Silex from Metroid Prime Hunters? <laughs> I do know about Silex, yes. Everyone's talking about how Silex is going to be important in the next game. Yeah, there. it's funny because Tanabe, the person at Nintendo who's been behind all the Metroid Prime games, he's been slowly building up to putting Silex over for like 15 years now. But Big Bad Bird Daddy just overshadowed the entire thing in the space of about two minutes. You can't you can't play teaser games with the Metroid series. No, your 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 foundation is not stable enough. You just got to do what you want to do. And that's what's happening here. Yeah. Exactly. Shall we do a quick run through of the second slash first trailer? Okay, and then sure. Third, second trailer. Yeah, let's another glimpse of dread. Another yeah. glimpse of dread. We want to sync the video. I don't think that it's strictly okay. important. Uh, well, the thing about this planet is that it does seem like a very gaseous planet. I mean, there's obviously a surface on it somewhere, but it seems like it has a, a Jupiter-like atmosphere. Very yeah. dense, very dangerous and stormy, as Metroid planetary atmospheres usually are. Suspicious X thing. Yeah. The X looks like, uh, what are those Pokemon that are shaped like shooting stars? Minior? Minior. It looks like a Minior. Looks like a ditto to me. The blue in the hologram is also uh, a shiny ditto. Minior. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, in the beginning, Samus's suit is orange and white and red. It is reminiscent of the Omega suit from Metroid Fusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like the Omega suit has been recovering a certain amount in its way back to being the power suit. That's really cool. Yeah. Now, this Federation transmission that suggests that the X aren't dead is noteworthy because they received it at the Federation, but the transmission itself also seems to have come from the Federation. Yeah, who Maybe took this said... video? Because that, that insignia in the lower left corner is the... Federation Army insignia. Yeah. Maybe they had a droid or something, I Wh guess? Whoever saw this X is either, like, they're holding the camera on a long stick, or they are screwed. It could be a robot. True. It also could be totally photoshopped to lure Samus in. Yeah. 
The Emmy are manufactured by some kind of Exilian Star Corporation. Are, yes. Uh, does that mean something? No, it doesn't. No? Okay. But they, this is this is not the Federation proper. This is some kind of military contractor. ESC, but wasn't there a BSC? You're thinking BSL. BSL. Which is the station in uh, Metroid Fusion, which is also run by the BSL Corporation, which implies that they might be shell companies of the uh, big-ass conspiracy inside the Federation. Mm-hmm. But we could talk... They're like the CIA of the Federation, basically. Um, in the hologram blueprint of the Emmy robots, there's like... A red DNA animation? Does that suggest that there's some sort of biological component to these guys? Absolutely. 100%. Why would they do that? How often? We, we have almost never seen robots in this series that are just robots. Why would you send anything remotely biological to fight the X? I don't know what to tell you. I mean, if they're well armored enough, the X can't infect them. Sure, but they're, they're, uh, Win rate on that is very low. This time will be different. Sure. And uh, the Emmy can turn its face into like a sharp needle. And when it does that, it kind of looks Chozo-like. A little bit, yeah. They definitely want to recover the X. Yes, absolutely. They they want to turn the X into a bioweapon so bad. Just like they did with the Metroids. Only the X are an even better bioweapon. They wanted the X already in Fusion. Yeah. Uh, Samus' ship is also different. It's It's... Not really shaped like her head anymore, and it's purple. Yes, this is the ship that Samus has at the end of Metroid Fusion. To the best of my knowledge, it's never really explained where this ship came from. Hmm. The Federation gave it to her? I, that seems unlikely. But yes, uh, Adam does still speak of the Emmy as lost Federation a- assets in the collective possessive sense. So Adam is still definitely acting as a Federation liaison with... Samus here. And he calls her lady. Yeah, because <sighs> there's multiple reasons that that could be the case. I, I, uh, we have to do another M episode at some point, Crystal, you and I. I'm, I'll be there. Well, I'm not going to make you watch it, but we'll talk about it. Yes. Because uh, and now Samus has woken up in her blue and white suit and her Yamcha pose in front of this damaged Chozo structure. It is generally thought that the Metroid Dread trailer 2 takes place in the middle of this glimpse of Dread. So this is her waking up after having been defeated by the Chozo General. That makes sense. Yeah. What is this structure, do you think? Well, it's definitely some kind of Chozo structure, because it looks like a Chozo head. The yeah, design that's... of the glowing parts of her helmet now look like beak to me. <laughs> I see what you mean, yeah. Um, the, there's a crack over the right eye of the structure... It has shoulder pads that are a lot like the shoulder pads of the power suit. It, it's, it seems to be some kind of, I don't know, it, it looks like a Chozo warrior to me. A big Chozo warrior statue. And it's a door. And doors it's like a Sakura cracks. tree on the side. Oh, okay. I don't, then, think there's a, I, don't, I don't think there's a lot in there that we haven't seen so far. At the beginning of the next trailer, we're at the same structure. It has not been damaged so much yet, and Samus is in her orange suit. Yes. Mm-hmm. She pulls that gun on the Chozo immediately. Instinctively recognizes him as a threat. Well, in fairness, if I saw him standing there with his gun that is as big as Samus is, wearing his really cool, like, red tassels and stuff on there, I'd be ready. I'd have to be ready to defend myself, too. The glowing red eyes. 
Yeah, but the Chozo is not in in some kind of immediately fighting or threatening position. Like, you could imagine that if Samus saw a Chozo for the first time in however long, she, I don't know, might have a more friendly reaction, but it kind of feels to me almost like she knows this guy or knows of this guy. Maybe she went in and saw the portrait stuff of the the warriors throwing scientists off. Maybe. That, that makes sense. sense. I like the uh, warrior's outfit because something about like excessive red and gold cloth over armor just makes you seem like the bad bitch. This is definitely some kind of high warrior priest. He's got sashes with that triangular Chozo script on them. He's got a very, very big arm cannon with tubes sticking out of it and red glowy parts. It is super glowy as if it's ready to be used. And his armor just looks like the power armor just for a 12-foot-tall bird person. And he, he is fully armored. There is no apparent biological parts that are visible. Yeah, th- th- this is the Chozo equivalent of the power suit for sure. I, it could be that this guy is even a robot. I guess it could be. Yeah. He could be the Metro Android. It's worth noting that when the Metroid Dread title comes up in this, we get a shot of this same Chozo being depicted on the mural that Samus saw in a previous trailer, which I guess is supposed to indicate that here Samus recognizes him from the mural. Mm-hmm. If she was just looking at it. Which is why she sees him as a potential threat. That makes sense. Now, there's a lot going on in the next few action sequences. Samus has dashes. She's got a flash step like an anime character. And she zapped back and forth in one of the sequences. Apparently, you can do this up to three times in a row. Oh. That's really cool. Now, in the next scene, we start with a shot of the Chozo General firing his arm cannon. Uh, the way this is framed, it suggests that he shot first. It is a huge beam, too. It is, like, big and red-purple. And it's not like a normal shot in the uh, Metroid series, which are normally much smaller. It's this huge, contiguous Kamehameha-looking beam. With a little golden spiral. That just shoots out, and Samus has to do her power slide underneath it while it explodes the door behind her, I think damaging it in the way that we saw at the start of the last trailer. Yes, and then the Chozo General jumps a million feet into the air <laughs> so he can pounce down on Samus. It When your character has huge, gnarly bird feet like that, this pose is super cool. Do you think the bird feet are uh, in armor? Yes. I, I, I was going to say no. They look Not unarmored really. to me. I'll have to look at it again later, I suppose. I would have thought that he was fully armored. Okay, so what do we see going on with Kraid here? Kraid's uh, back. He's, he's like, collared and chained. Yes. I guess being studied by either the Chozo or the Federation. Federation. Yeah, Kraid... Cray's presence here brings up a lot of potentially troubling questions. Like, I like that when Cray uh, kind of lunges at Samus, she does not move at all, but she does charge up her arm cannon while it's still pointing at the floor. That's yeah, like all the best sequences for boss fights in Metroid Prime. Yeah, all the primes. Well, oh. except for uh, Thardis, in which was a little bit. Metroid Prime games tend to be a little bit less. Uh, serious than mainline Metroid games in terms of how they treat their bosses. But Sakamoto-led games since Other M have been very heavy 
on how they treat Samus as this hardcore badass. And I don't know if it's anywhere more apparent than when Kraid is clearly trying to rip her to pieces and she's not moving. She's just getting ready to shoot him. And looking up at him. Yeah, she don't give a shit. There's underwater levels in this one where you shoot fish. As does happen occasionally in these games. Um, In one of the parts, Samus looks to be fighting through some sort of Chozo building. And in the background, there's a statue of a big Chozo who appears to be uh, holding a sword. A sword. Yeah. And it's all should be fairly recent because there are banners and they're not like worn or anything like that. Yeah, this feel and it looks like she's fighting either a it looks like she's fighting biological creatures here rather than machines. It makes me wonder if this might be the place where the warrior Chozo hang out and these are like their guard creatures. Hmm. Their dogs? Well, she's blowing up their dogs with ice beams. Uh, ice missiles actually, if you look closely. These are Metroid Fusion style ice missiles. Oh. Which suggests to me that um, instead of having separate missiles and super missiles, we'll be returning to the Metroid Fusion style of progressing single missiles from being regular missiles to super missiles to ice missiles. Interesting. Um, Samus takes some shots at the Chozo General, but her arm cannon just kind of plinks off his energy shield. This is worth noting here, because those green blasts are the plasma beam, and... Crystal, as you may know from having recently completed Zero Mission, the plasma beam is some serious shit. Yeah, that's uh, that's an upgraded arm cannon, but not as upgraded it, as his. Yeah, clearly. He's pink. Yeah, he's got pink pink energy. Glowy pink. And he can he also use his... a melee move. Yes. Yeah, he's charged up his left arm, the non-gun cannon arm or claw, and it's pink. The really cool part of it is that when he comes in for that big melee attack, Samus parries him with her arm cannon. Shield parry? It's cannon it's, parry? it's sick is what it is. You can parry in this game. You can parry in this game, and Samus will parry Virgil just right off the bat. You see some grapple beam action. It's a hook shot. I really like the shot of Samus standing in the dark, looking into the background as all those red eyes come out to look at her. The eyes look like the heads of the Emmy robots, but there are more than seven here. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, are there? Does that look uh, like exactly seven? There's Is at it? least eight. And it looks like there's eight. a ninth that's not lit up. Yes. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. I miscounted. The glow is so nice on her armor. Yeah. Cutscenes. And this is happening in some sort of Chozo establishment because you can see a statue of a Chozo holding a spear. Yes. We also see a shot of one of Samus's other new upgrades which is her ability to use her 360-degree aiming movement to lock onto enemies and fire off missile flurries, like some kind of Gundam heavy arms. Scatter... were they called scatter shots? I don't know, but each lock-on unit seems to fire off three to five missiles. Uh, Samus fires a super missile at the Chozo's eye, and this does appear to get past the shield and scar his armor a bit. And it's scarred in the exact same place as he damaged the door. Hmm. Maybe the door got damaged when he got damaged. That seems to make sense to me. But uh, he also has a wave dash move. And wave dashes towards her and picks her up by the neck. Yeah. And here and we see we... some kind of quick shot of a, of a dead Chozo surrounded by spears. And he's getting up. Could be a Chozo statue type fight. Could just be a Chozo, yeah. I guess. It does look like a kind of a statue that Samus is fighting. 
Yeah, if this is the new form of a Chozo statue where instead of just walking back and forth and shooting fireballs at you, they bring out their spears and have really cool dynamic fights, I'd be happy with that. The background of this room is in shambles. Like, recent shambles. Yeah, it seems. And there's spears all over the place, which suggests that there was a big pitched battle here. There's Samus with her uh, dash speed booster again. Uh, Samus is fighting some differently colored Chozo statues slash living people. These are like gold colored and they have uh, big arm cans rather than spears. Yes. They're in space in this one here. They're above the planet in a spaceship. Um, I think that that's actually water. Water? Yes, like a, like a, uh, like a tank that you would house experiments. Oh. Yeah, there's fish. Fish. Okay. Of note is that here Samus has the gravity suit, the spacer beam, which turns a single beam into three beams, and the plasma beam. Uh, the Chozo General is still holding Samus by the neck. She can't get out, and he's charging up his super beam to blow off her head. And then Samus runs up Kraid's body and is going to shoot him in the face. The, the shot of his one of his belly buttons is so icky. Yeah, he seems to have some kind of an infection going. He should get that looked at. Kraid is still Here's- chained up, and he's like struggling as Samus is running up his body to kill him. I almost feel bad for him. <laughs> Well, during the very last frame of that, he does break the shackle that's holding his right arm. Yeah. And I think that this might actually be the start of the fight rather than the end of it. But I appreciate that Samus's response upon seeing Kraid is, well, time to kill him. Time to kill this guy. He's bad. Um, Samus is also having an, an melee fight with a speared Trozo warrior, and he looks like he has some kind of, like... Hello, goo or something infecting him. It reminds me of kind of the um, the goo from Dark Souls Three. Yes, is if, it X? If you go frame by frame here, you can see that some kind of very long mouth opens Whoa. as it roars, and yes, that does look quite a bit like uh, Champion. Go- uh, what was his name? Gundir. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, she's purple in her purple suit. Yes, and this is very much not a Chozo. Or if it is, it is a badly mutated one. I think that this might be a Chozo statue. It does look like oil, not X. Yeah, it doesn't look much like the X, but it could be. X can look like all sorts of things. Uh, In the previous shot, in the game shot, she was fighting in like a a science laboratory because there were research subjects in in glass. Uh, As the Chozo general is charging up his beam to kill Samus, there's some kind of voice speaking. I can't tell if that's him. Or like Adam and Samus's suit, or something else. According to the Japanese website uh, that some people on Reset Era have been doing translations on, this is apparently the words of the Chozo warrior speaking some kind of chant in the Chozo language, and it's familiar to her. It's familiar to Samus, huh? And it was something about a memory or something. It awakens a memory inside of her. Yeah. And whatever he's doing with his left hand seems in some way to be transferred to Samus because when she regains consciousness in the Another Glimpse of Dread trailer, she feels some thing lurking in her left hand. And that's the hand that gets all funky in the first trailer. Yes. Where we couldn't quite identify if it was anger, fear, or otherwise. It's In that first trailer, it's covered in the same pink energy that the Chozo warrior was using to deflect the plasma beam. 
can I say, it really amuses me that she fires a super missile and it does damage him, but it just sort of dinks. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't explode. No. It just goes, dink. I, I mean, it's traveling very fast and it weighs many kilograms. <laughs> so, Crystal, how are these trailers? Uh, they're, they make me intrigued about the story of this video game. Who could have guessed that a trailer about a Metroid game could make us intrigued about the story? My perception of what's happening is there does seem to be some kind of infection spreading around and it feels like the general is also infected and he's passing it to Samus. Really? Some I could buy that if he's infected by like malice. <laughs> yeah, it like is, Samus is, is passing out and then she her eyes go wide as she's covered in pink energy. That reads like an infection to me. It could be. Or it could be the passing on of a particular chozo knowledge or weapon if he's trying to arm her in some way rather than kill her well that's just a, a semantics that sounds like an infection too I, it's a mimetic I, infection like kojima yes. said yeah I, I, as as kojima as kojima would say teaching someone to fight is its own kind of infection of ideas but samus already has that not as good as this guy apparently no apparently fucking not but she was raised by one warrior and one scientist, I think. It sounds like the Chozo General is the Metroid. The the ultimate warrior? Yeah. No well, maybe, Metroids. Maybe he, we have not seen any of those. That's true. Maybe he's trying to make her into the Metroid to end some particular thing. Oh. Because why else would he let her live? That makes sense. Because he does defeat the holy living shit out of her. All of this, by the way, is apparently from the opening sequence. So he's a remote dad that doesn't like uh, explaining things aside from choking you out and giving you uh, new powers. I mean, if you're going to test somebody in your weird warrior cult. I guess. And it's like, wow, you broke my mask, kid. You get to have the thing. And if she wakes up immediately after this, it is this experience that turns her armor blue. Yes, it's been mentioned, I believe, in the Dread Report Volume 6 that the encounter with the warrior Chozo gives her what the dev team calls a kind of ability amnesia. Huh. You know, standard to the Metroid series. It is very standard to the Metroid series. But it's almost like... It's almost like she's being set up for a test of some kind by the warrior Chozo, and she has to work her way up from a specific point. But this That's... is the same warrior Chozo who murdered the shit out of the science team on SR388. That seems like the implication. I mean, aside from the fact that he probably murdered uh, people close to her, he probably would. He's probably fine with her. Yeah. She is a warrior. She's killed a shit ton of Metroids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll find out, I suppose. Metroid, um, 1986. Yeah. Yes. Released in uh, the States in, in 1987, August, so it's still older by Cameron by either metric. Damn. <laughs> uh, originally, the game was going to be named Space Hunter, and as I think we covered before, it was then named to uh, Metroid because of Metro, the type of subway, and Android. And this was originally supposed to describe the character who would later become Samus. Uh, who, when first uh, conceptualized, I don't believe was a woman. Yeah, probably not. The suit design was already pretty great. 
Yeah. Very 80s, but yeah. Um, like the full art stuff. Yeah, it has a very uh, bubblegum crisis look to it in a way. A little bit. Uh, shall we read the manual? Uh, which manual should we read? The original or Zero Mission? We should read both. Uh, okay, original. In the year 2000 of the history of the cosmos, representatives from the many different planets in the galaxy established a congress called the Galactic Federation, and an age of prosperity began. A successful exchange of cultures and civilization resulted, and thousands of interstellar spaceships ferried back and forth between planets. But space pirates also appeared to attack the spaceships. <laughs> in the illustration here, we have four different types of aliens sitting at a table. We have a little bird alien that looks like a baby chicken. Uh-huh. <laughs> we have a, a little cyclops guy in a yellow cloak and like metal crab hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have like a little a little bug man with spikes on his shoulders. <laughs> yep. And we have kind of like a classic gray alien, but it's uh, beige colored and it has elf ears and claws. Yeah. And to illustrate that it's in space, there's like four planets and like three comets in the background. Yeah, they're on some sort of space table. And interestingly, it's later established that the headquarters of Galactic Federation is housed on Earth. Yeah, we're getting to it. Oh, I'm sorry. Hmm. Uh, I'll do the next page. The Federation Bureau created the Galactic Federation Police. But the pirates' attacks were powerful, and it was not easy to catch them in the vastness of space. The Federation Bureau and the Federation Police called together warriors known for their great courage and sent them to do battle with the pirates. These great warriors were called Space Hunters. <gasps> they received large rewards when they captured pirates and made their living as space bounty hunters. And the illustration here is of a shadowy figure chasing some of the little buggo guys. He's got a knife. <laughs> He's got a knife. Or something. He's got a hole He's got in his knife. head. This, uh, it, it kind of looks like a bird. It's got a beak. <laughs> Maybe. If you yeah. look, if you read the, the hole in its head as being an eye, it does look sort of like a bird. Also, this is just the interior of the second Death Star with some TIE fighters flying around. Yeah, those are just TIE fighters. <laughs> those are just TIE fighters. And I that, didn't even notice. And that is just the interior of the second Death Star. Oh, yeah. That's the Death Star core. I've now decided that either it is a bird or, if you look the other way, it is a bunny. Oh. Holding oh. a knife. <laughs> it's coming for it. It's going to get you. Or a gun. Also, a you, gun. you can see early on that it's like the space hunters were established as like these knights errant, but the language used was very um, of its conservative time in that they are the space police seeking help from the space hunters. I'll continue with the next one. It is now year 20X5 of the history of the cosmos, and something terrible has happened. Space pirates have attacked a deep space research spaceship. Where the fuck other kind of ship would it be? And seized a capsule containing an unknown life form that had just been discovered on planet SR388. This life form is in a state of suspended animation, but can be reactivated and will multiply when exposed to beta rays for 24 hours. <laughs> so fun. It is suspected that the entire civilization of planet SR388 was destroyed by some unknown person or thing, and there is a strong possibility that the life form just discovered was the cause of the planet's destruction. To carelessly let it multiply would be extremely dangerous. 
The Federation researchers had named it Metroid and were bringing it back to Earth when it was stolen by the space pirates. <laughs> hey, um, just as a fun little bit of trivia, do you know what planet the movie Aliens takes place on? Oh, I don't know. That would be the Exomoon, LV246, or 426, sorry, which is not completely similar to, but also exactly the same as SR388. <laughs> yeah, they definitely liked Alien and Aliens. Yes. Uh, it's really funny about the whole this lore being crafted of the Metroids being stored in suspended animation, but uh, exposing them to 24 hours of beta rays. Beta rays. Beta rays. And uh, they were bringing it back to Earth. To study it. To Earth. Yeah, to Earth. I mean, it was brought in by the Wayland yutani Corporation. What do you want? Right, okay. Now, if you wrote this game from the space pirate perspective, this manual would be something like... If the Federation is allowed to multiply the Metroids, the space pirate civilization will be destroyed. Yeah, Therefore, seems we must steal it. Sure, yeah. If Metroid is multiplied by the space pirates and then used as a weapon, the entire galactic civilization will be destroyed. After a desperate search, the Federation police have at last found the pirates' headquarters, the fortress planet Zebes, and launched a general attack. But the pirates' resistance is strong, and the police have been unable to take the planet. Meanwhile, in a room hidden deep within the center of the fortress, the preparations for multiplying the Metroid are progressing steadily. And the illustration is of... There's, like, people floating in the orbit of a small asteroid, and there's, like, a little presumably Federation guy with a gun shooting at a cloaked, shadowy space pirate. And his little uh, cop cap has flown off into the foreground. (laughs) Uh, They're just above the planet shooting at each other. There's nothing anchoring them. Does that space pirate have a peg leg? Yes. <laughs> it's very literal. Oh, that's incredible. Uh, it, <clears throat> your turn. As a re- last resort, the Federation police have decided on this strategy. To send a space hunter to penetrate the center of the fortress and destroy the mother brain. The space hunter chosen for this mission is Samus Aran. Aaron. He is the greatest of all the space hunters and has successfully completed numerous missions that everybody thought was absolutely impossible. He is a cyborg. His entire body has been surgically strengthened with robotics, giving him superpowers. Even the space pirates fear his spacesuit, which can absorb any enemy's power. But his true form is shrouded in mystery. The planet Zebus is a natural fortress. Its sides are covered with a special kind of stone. And its interior is a complicated maze. Might as well finish. Okay. On top of that, the pirates have planted devices and booby traps in the maze. And the pirates' eerie, eerie, spelt wrong, followers lie in wait around every corner. Samus has now succeeded in penetrating Zebus. That isn't what it says. <laughs> penetrating <laughs> Zebus. But time is running out. Will he be able to destroy the Metroid and save the galaxy? Uh... Okay, first image. Scroll. Okay. Samus is just kind of going like determination. I can, I can do it. What's all that shit on on his chest? What do you mean? Robot gears. I I don't know. It, it like it almost looks like a heart and lungs, but robotic, and it's on the front of the armor. Yeah, I think it's meant to convey that Samus is a uh, cyborg underneath the armor. 
like this this is the world this is samus as the world sees samus which is like this person is such a huge badass they can't just be human so they must be a robot and his spacesuit can absorb any enemy's power which is not a thing no was this written did this come out in the u.s after mega man uh one yes but two they actually might be referring to the fact that when Samus defeats an enemy, they often leave behind a health pickup. Maybe okay. they're just describing like that you are picking up weapons or the, along the way, like I, Morph Wall. And... I think it's like the health and the missile pickups. Okay. Like they're, they're building that into the lore. Hmm. That makes sense. Samus is absorbing the life force. <laughs> Samus is already the Metroid. Uh-huh. The Metro Android. Uh, in the next shot, there's a bunch of... Uh, enemies including metroids who have little tentacle arms instead, instead of teeth. teeth so is the implication here that the animals you fight on Zephyrus are the space pirates eerie followers um yes okay yeah, maybe i kind of read those as just being the natural fauna of Zephyrus. they are yeah that is also true um Non-game canon seems to be that the mother brain controls them with psychic powers, but in-game canon is mostly just that they're hyper-violent fauna. Yeah, I think it's worth going through as we go through the Metroid series to consider uh, the enemies that you fight to decide if they are just animals or, uh, you know, sapient enemy people. Sure. Or robots of some sort, like... Just assess what they are. And it can be different for each type. Yes. That was something that surprised me in this game, is that there are not that many Metroids or Space Pirates. I don't think there are even any Space Pirates in the original game. Um, it depends. If you consider uh, Ridley and... Ridley and Kraid are the original Space Pirates. Okay. And Mother Brain. There's three Space Pirates, so to speak. There's three bosses in this game. Um, I think we should look at the Zero Mission manual. What a useless-ass goddamn map. The art in this is so great, though. I love all of the the 80s aesthetic. Okay, wait. Scroll down to page 15 of the original manual, and there's a cute illustration of Ridley and Kraid. Yeah. Uh-huh. Kraid looks like a little hedgehog. He sure does. <laughs> he, he, he'd be a great plush toy, wouldn't he? And Ridley looks like a Neopet. <laughs> yeah. This artist is clearly thinking about merchandising. Kudos. It, it's like a Neopet version of one of the aliens from Alien, but with dragon wings. He's constantly making a surprised face like, oh? They could both be um, very early stage uh, Tamagotchi style Digimon. Huh. I'm just looking through the enemies in the old manual. Zoomers are here. Oh yeah, why don't you give us some of those names there, Crystal? Uh, Mello, Zeb. Zoomer, Scree, Waver, Rippo, Rio, Mimu, Giga, uh, Zila, Sidehopper, Cray, Nova, Mela, Squeeped, Gamut, Polyp, Ripper 2, Multiviola, Geruda, Dragon, uh, Zebo, Holtz, Desgiga, Ridley, Rinka, Metroid, Zebatite, and Motherbrain. There's a lot here. None of those names meant anything. My favorite is probably the multi-viola. <laughs> really cute illustrations, though. Yes. The artists really tried hard. Look at that angry fireball. 
Yeah, back then, Metroids didn't have to... It's interesting, because if you look at the illustration of the Metroid, it plainly has tentacles. But the sprite of the Metroid just as plainly has teeth. Right. There was some disconnect there. <laughs> Zero mission. Yes. Uh, most of the text here is is like the same. That is very true. There's a cute, few key differences. Firstly, the uh, the Galactic Federation was formed in 2003 instead of 2000. See, because that's that's the year that this game was in production. Uh huh. 2003 of the Cosmic Calendar. Uh huh. Oh wait, that's a retcon. It took yeah, place a in retcon. a different year. Uh huh. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, uh, if you take a look, also there is no Earth or no mention of Earth. True. So, what I'd like to say is that these are two separate uh, timelines. Okay. What? God damn it! <laughs> Why? One of the timelines has Earth, and one of them does not. But one of just... them was formed in two thousand. The Federation was formed in two thousand and three, and one of them in two thousand. But that would mean that that would mean that Zero Mission exists just on its own timeline because later games in the series still make references to Earth. Well. Yeah, we'll, we'll place all of them. We're not making a Metroid timeline. Or We're are not we? here for that. Or are we? I'm not prepared. I, I, well, I'm not, I don't have anything in mind. And this might not stick, but it's something I'll be thinking of as uh, we go through the Metroid oh series. Oh my god. Okay, just so, just so the listeners know, I'm not doing a bit here. She didn't mention this shit before we started recording. No, I had to hold it back so you could react. Fuck. This is why I said the Metroid timeline is much more complicated. I just thought you were going to talk about, like, retconning and how hard it is to treat things as having a single canon. Shit. Okay. I'm sorry. Crystal, you were saying... Uh, they mentioned that the this the destruction of SR388 is considered one of the greatest mysteries in the entire galaxy. That is mysterious. That is mysterious. And they also explain that the Metroids can latch onto any other organism and drain its life energy, but they don't talk about Samus's ability to do that. No. There's also an additional uh, paragraph at the end. Oh, yes. Sin, I'll go ahead and read that paragraph. Alone, Samus Aran successfully landed on the surface of Zebes, which was, in fact, the planet where Samus was raised as a child, burying all memories of the planet. Samus agreed to carry out this mission and face the traps of the Mother Brain. However, the question remained. Could Samus Aran truly complete this task and return peace and order to the galaxy? So Samus coming from Zebus is established in this game. Yep. Whew. I think she also mentions that in the intro to Zero Mission. Yes. Yes, We she should does. go through those. Um, notable uh, to these manuals is that there's long... Been rumors that the uh, manual writers either didn't know the ending to Metroid uh, or mistranslated it from Japanese. If you go to the uh, Legends of Localization by, is it Mato? Yes. Yes. Or Clyde Mandolin. Yes. Uh, he remarks that uh, the manual, and Japanese can be very ambiguous about gender in a number of ways. But the manual in Japanese intentionally uses male identifiers. Samus is also referred to as a man in Japanese. Right. So the misdirect is there from Japanese. 
Now, if we go with this alternate timeline theory, Shit. <laughs> could it simply be that Samus is a man in Metroid? Well, it's interesting that you ask that question, because no. No? No. Okay. Because Samus is, Samus is assumed to be a man who's also a cyborg, because it's the 80s, and it's like, you have to have that thing where it's like, a g- 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 girl? What if he's what? a femboy? <laughs> it, it turns into an extremely femboy situation. Because the, they don't say the word woman in Metroid, you just see a sprite of Samus in, in sexy leotard. And is it green hair? No, that's only in the Justin Bailey thing. Uh, there's red hair. Ah, uh, originally. Okay. Metroid. Yeah, all I'm seeing is a person with long red hair in the leotard. Uh, there's also this image. I'm going to put it in the Discord real quick, which you get for beating the game. I think it's like under an hour or something, which is Samus in a sexy 80s bikini. Mm-hmm. Again, if we're talking femboy, that's heavy. The wor- the fem half is doing a lot of lifting. Um, Do we... Th- <laughs> I... <laughs> The thing is that there is there is tie-in media from around this time that goes into Samus's gender more. Oh, I would say those are non-canonical. Fair enough. But You're talking I... about the one where Samus is, uh, is is called Slur. What? Oh, you're talking about something else. Okay, please go what on. What the hell are you talking about? Wasn't there one concept art where like the artist made a joke about how Samus is, is trans? Oh, right. Yeah, that's where a lot of the trans fan canon comes from, isn't uh-huh. it? I think that that might have been from Zero Mission, actually. Okay. Or Super Metroid. I I can't remember which. But in, in the original Metroid, like the decision to make Samus into a woman came relatively late in development. Yes. One of the developers was like, what if was girl? And then I guess everybody was like, oh. A girl. No, I, I was talking about like the tie-in book that Monica linked to the uh, wiki article about in the Discord. It's called Order... Zebus Invasion Order. Or that's how it's been localized by fans. And Samus is very Japanese-looking. Yes. <laughs> Actually, she looks so severe here. It's, it's awesome, really. She ends up getting in a sword fight with the actual leader of the Space Pirates, who is not Mother Brain. Huh. And there are uh, really interesting elements that are brought into some of the other Metroid games. Yeah, we can talk. We should have a tie-in media episode. Okay. So everybody can read the manga, and that'll be part of it. Oh, God. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, There's not too much to the first Metroid. There is an intro if you don't uh, press start. Uh, There is an emergency order. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Read the emergency order to us. Emergency order. Defeat the Metroid of the planet Zebeth and destroy the mother brain, the mechanical life vein. V-E-I-N, like your veins. Galaxy Federal Police M510. I don't know what life vein is. No one does. Isn't that the um the little tube you have to shoot? Like the Zebetites tubes yeah. that you have to shoot? Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, in Zero Mission, the order is uh, uh, basically the same. Emergency order, exterminate all the organisms on, all, all Metroid organisms on planet Zebus and defeat the mechanical life form mother brain. So, 
it's always fun watching Monica read her own handwriting because she barely can. I wrote M for Metroid. So, uh, why are we talking about this being two separate timelines? I'm. I don't think we need to assess it very heavily right now. It's just an idea that I'm kicking around in my head. Okay, because like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck around and give us a little bit of ammo to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we can cover the basic plot of Metroid as it takes place in extremely short order. Uh-huh. I feel Metroid and Zero Mission at least the part that's contiguous with Metroid, it has a relatively short plot. Uh, Zebus is broadly divided into three major zones. There's Brinstar, which is where our boy Crate is. There's Norfair, which is where our boy Ridley is. And there's Turian, where Mother Brain is waiting with the Metroids. And you bury, you go further down. Yes, you're constantly going down. Turian is kind of treated as being at the heart of the planet. So... You, you go through these, you have to defeat Kraid and Ridley in order to grant you access to Mother Brain, unless you're a speedrunner, in which case, fuck it, you can do whatever you want. Uh, when you beat them, you shoot little pedestals and their, their statues appear, and a little bridge appears for you. Yes, but the, the bit that I actually want to talk about is in Kraid's lair. Uh-huh. So, Crystal, I don't think that you got this far in the original Metroid. No. Um but in Brinstar, you fight a false crate who is identical to the original crate, except that it's colored a little bit differently, does a little bit less damage, and has far less health. So you fight this false crate, and then you find the real crate, who's a boss fight. He's a real fight. And it's like, okay, that's fine. We don't care about that. The interesting part is that, like, false crate and real crate, they're more or less identical. But if you play Zero Mission, it's a little bit different. Because false crate in Zero Mission, is much like Kraid was in... Uh, actually, is False Kraid in Zero Mission? I, I can't remember. Crystal, is False Kraid in Zero Mission? I don't remember this. Hold on. Maybe just search for False Kraid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kraid. No, it doesn't actually appear in Zero Mission. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? That Mini Kraid... The, the False Kraid is not in Zero Mission. There's only one Kraid in Zero Mission. So we already have a considerable... Uh, divider between uh-huh. the original Metroid and Zero Mission. And of course, the, there's the other thing, which is that Kraid is gigantic in Zero Mission, whereas he's roughly Samus's side in the original Metroid. Yes. So Kraid is very much two different creatures. And uh, a lot of this is down to interpretation, too. But, uh, you know, in Zero Mission, when you defeat Ridley and Kraid, it uh, lights up some statues of their heads and opens up their mouth like a little tunnel so you can go through to catch the elevator to Torian. A little bit different from the bridge. Yeah, it's not a bridge. Yeah. And statues that appear. It's minor, but, you know. There's also a lot more bosses. There are a lot more bosses, but you can see that as like a fleshing out. Yeah. Um, Notable here is that there's no Chozo in the first game. Uh, There are bird statues. There are Chozo statues. Yes. Because it, it is... Revealed, it, it, it's revealed not in the original Metroid, but in later media, particularly Super Metroid, that Zebus is a Chozo planet. And Samus, who was raised on Zebus, not in the original Metroid, but in Zero Mission, is going through a version of her home that has been taken over by the space pirates, like Home Alone in reverse. <laughs> 
When is the first appearance of the word Chozo? I think probably super, right? The 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 wikioid, the Metroid wiki is um not as great as our favorite Zelda wiki. There no, aren't as many citations at sourcing itself. Yeah. But we're on the wiki page right now. It uh remarking about the uh enemies that you fight I, I can believe that most of them are just the wildlife, possibly the wildlife gone berserk, I don't know. But definitely by the time you get to Turian, it's all mechanical. And it's it's all just Metroids and, you know, those little donut things, which could be just ammo shot at you. And those are definitely part of the fortress. Yeah, in original Metroid, it seems like Zebus is framed as a Chozo planet. Uh, not sorry, a space pirate planet, mm-hmm. and the the bird statues could just be statues of space pirates. They don't seem like they're I don't know different. They don't they, like they almost look like uh, like Ridley. Yeah, it looks like as near as I can tell, the first real mention of the Chozo is in Super Metroid's manual and its ancillary materials. Huh? There's a. Is this in the manual? This is from the uh, the guidebook in Japanese. Oh, wow. So Samus, uh, as a child of the Chozo, is from Super Metroid, not from the original Metroid. Mm. So it may well... So if we, if we want to do the thing where these are two separate timelines, um, the original Metroid story had two crates, and Samus was not, in fact, a child of the Chozo. In fact, may have been a cyborg. Yeah, he was a cyborg who could absorb the life force of his enemies. Yeah, okay. Much like the Metroids. Um, so, continuing on with the original Metroid game, you venture down, you fight a brain in a jar. Well, you also have to fight the Metroids. Oh yes, and the Metroids. You cannot kill them without the ice beam. Sucks for you if you didn't get it. Yeah. Um, the part I particularly love of defeating Mother Brain is that immediately after the the time bomb is set and there's a counter and the text appears uh, to the left of the mother brain tank, um, which you kind of have to go to the side to see because they have hadn't I guess worked out how to just display text right uh, above you. Yeah, it's the, a background element. It's a background element. Yeah. <laughs> so I I envision that as like there being a a monitor or something when mother brain uh, blows up and it lights up with. Uh, you know, hey, fuck you. The time bomb explode. Explode. Um, you uh, jump your way to the surface, and either the whole thing is a fortress, or this is a big bomb, and that will uh, blow up a huge chunk of the planet. Not the whole planet. Well, Samus planet. is on the planet's surface in the all the endings, so it doesn't blow up the planet. Yeah, yeah, but just a, a chunk of it. Even if you're a little bit underneath, it's bad. Right. Um, and you get a, a congratulations message. Uh, great, you fulfilled your mission. It will revive peace in space, but it may be invaded by the other Metroid. Pray for a true peace in space. It seems like our uh, microphone is having some trouble picking oh, us up. So hopefully this will all sound okay in post. Can I? I'll jog it. Yeah. Testing. Yeah, we'll deal with it. Can you hear us, Crystal? I can hear you, yes. Maybe a problem with, um, what do you call it? Audacity? Yeah, it might be audacity, but we'll see how it turns out. Okay, I'll try to speak louder. Sorry for yelling, Crystal, if it's yelling. No, you sound fine. 
Okay. So that's that's the end of the original Metroid. Now, Zero Mission is a little bit more complicated. Crystal, you've just played through Zero Mission. Tell us about Zero Mission. So Zero Mission, you you blow up Mother Brain and leave, and this seems like it's clearly the ending of the game, but they added a Gaiden chapter where uh, Samus gets ambushed in space as she's leaving, and she ends up crashing near the uh, near the pirate mothership, and her, her suit's broken. She has to fight with only her Zero suit. Which goes right up her ass. Uh, um, her gunship seems to have, like, absolutely no guns. Because in that cutscene, she just, I don't know, kind of hovers there, acts surprised, immediately does the equivalent of ripping off her bra when she comes home <laughs> and uh, is caught off guard. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't really understand how her suit was broken. That's a good question. Because it kind of just question. seemed like she took it off and then she didn't put it back on. Yeah. And because it is the Japanese, she is a, a, a sentai character. Yeah, sure. She can she can henshin into and out of her suit. She's not manually taking it off or anything. Right. So really, why can't she just kind of use a mind thing and whoosh back into her suit? It's damaged. Okay. Sure. She's, she's got... Oh, is this like a nanomachine suit? I mean, no. No? No, not to the best of my knowledge. Where'd it go? Uh, I got nothing. Is she summoning it from another dimension? Uh... Yeah, the Henshin Zone. Okay. This was a pretty blatant cheesecake. Oh, Crystal, have you ever seen the Japanese Metroid Zero Mission commercial? I have not, no. <gasps> Hold on. While Cam finds it, I will read the intro to the game from You know what, Zero you might as well not for just a second, because the microphone will pick us up better if it's silent for a minute. No, it's the first one. Oh, I know. Crystal, do me a favor. Please describe this commercial that I'm putting in the Discord to the people. Okay, I'm starting up this commercial. Game Boy Advance. Uh, Samus is doing the ass-up, face-down pose, crawling <laughs> through a vent. Lots of good shots of her ass and tits as some, like, I, she's screaming. Uh... She's she's being scanned. Oh, she's now now she's in the suit and she's fighting Kraid and other monsters. Now it's just uh, gameplay. Now she's back in her suit, walking away from an explosion. It sure was a bunch of white lights flying at her ass and crotch. This is the uh, introduction of the Zero Suit. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. What was the, uh huh. What was the what was the inspiration for this? Sakamoto lost his fucking mind. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh-huh. This commercial is the whole thing. There is a slew of like Japanese game designers who have described their female characters as like their daughters and then they do this. I I mean that's only like two that I know of. That's trend. Um, we don't talk we don't talk about Itagaki here. This is an Itagaki free zone. Well, I think it's the 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 suit sprite is like fine. But it's the um the illustrations they do are clearly cheesecake. Yeah. They in it, general with her design out of the suit, like she is heavy on the makeup and the bombshell look. Yeah. I don't love it. I don't love it. It's the fetishization of blonde women in particular that's really coming through. Yeah. Well well her design there is consistent with um with fusion, right? Is that where they started illustrating her like this? No. no, it's actually quite different. Oh. Um, 
And Fusion was before, I guess, the full standardization of her design. She is blonde, but she sort of has a split hair thing going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I do love a lot of the end sequence outfits in Zero Mission, which we should talk about and look at. But I'll, uh, I'll read the intro um, from, the, from Zero Mission as you're flying in. Okay. Or after you've flown in. Planet Zebes. I called this place home once, in peaceful times, long before evil had invaded the caverns below. Now I shall finally tell the tale of my first battle here, dot dot dot, my so-called zero mission. And in case you are confused as the narrator, it is signed Samus Aaron. <sighs> so in in the zero mission manual, they don't mention that Samus has done like impossible missions before. No, she, no, they do. Okay. They yeah, do. absolutely. So this, this is her zero mission on this planet, but she's she's done stuff before. hundred percent. I wonder who she's telling, you know, is, is this her diary? Uh, Adam. Biography. Yeah, telling Adam. Oh, okay, sure. This is what I did after I left you, Adam. <laughs> oh, barf. Now, I mean, Zero Mission does actually have quite a bit more world building in it than the original Metroid did, because a large part of the overworld in Zero Mission is a bunch of Chozo ruins. The Chozo ruins are all over the place, and they guide you and direct Samus uh, to specific places. They don't say, take this over there and whatever. You have to find your way. But it definitely is like, hey, this place is important. In Zero Mission, there is no question that Zebes is a Chozo planet. Yeah, they did They did uh, retcon of Chozo into here. I'm, I'm, I'm buying more into this alternate timeline theory because this actually does seem yeah. quite different from Metroid 1. Boo! <laughs> In Metroid 1, Zevis is simply the space pirate world. Yep. That is true. Alrighty. Um, I mean, I, I like I like just treating it as a messy retcon, you know? I like that. Yeah, and again, this is just a working running f- theory. Okay. That doesn't have to be. You know, I'm just sort of mulling on it. Okay. We can sort of assess at each game, you know, how it might fit or not. I don't have a game plan or an end plan in mind. Oh, okay. The I, uh, yeah. the script of the Zebezi and Chozo is different from the triangular script that we see in Dread. It's, uh, it's square in this one. But they do still yes. have, like, a Egyptian hi- uh, like Egyptian hieroglyph motifs. Yeah, there's an additional story scattered about where as you progress through Zero Mission, uh, Ridley was not on the planet. Ridley arrives in a giant purple ship. Hey, um, so are we going to talk about how all the space pirate ships in Metroid Zero Mission are shaped like sperm? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Crystal, did you notice this? Um, I... I actually don't know what you mean. I'm looking at Ridley. Okay, no, yeah, it does have like a tail there. Uh huh. The blue ones. Yeah, you're right. It is shaped like a like a sperm. Uh huh. And all of the pirate ships are shaped in the same way. They're just big purple sperm, much like the spermazoids that were flying at Samus's ass and crotch in the commercial. What could Sakamoto mean by this? I don't know. Who, who can say? <sighs> Ultimately, Samus escapes in a big spermazoid, but we'll get to that. 
so the the space pirates are clearly here to mine the ruins, even though there is a space pirate fortress with Mother Brain and a time bomb that was set and exploded. They're also here to to raid the ruins and, and grab stuff because this zero mission uh, sequence is stealth where Samus has to dodge searchlights, searchlights, delicious looking space pirates, stun them with her stun emergency gun if uh, found. Sakurai had yet to give her her jet boots, so... Well, yeah, well, Haloid hadn't come out yet. Oh, that's right, yeah. Haloid had yet to give Samus her jet boots and energy whip. I am a complete Sakurai ripped-off Haloid truther. I mean, <laughs> it's right there in Haloid. Uh, uh, Metroid can crawl in this one. <laughs> Metroid sure can crawl in this one. Um, and you proceed into the, sh- the, the ship and... Then into the ruins. Oh, wait, there's actually written stuff here, too. Gosh. Uh, I'm not... I don't have the full text, but I do... I did preserve a line from it. It is stripped of my power suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has decided to attack the space pirate ship. Can she do it? Stripped of her power suit. And I'm like, why are you attacking the space pirate ship? I guess because she needs a ship. She does need a ship. Um, the text... (laughs) The timing of my escape couldn't have been worse. I was attacked by space pirates and left nearly defenseless, stripped of my power suit. All I had for protection was my rather useless emergency pistol. Infiltrating the space pirate mothership so armed may have been foolish, but I had no choice. Can I survive long enough to escape? Perfect. Thank you. Uh, well, uh, we can note here that Samus' health is independent of her power suit. Yeah, she, the number of energy tanks that you discover determines how much, uh, how many times Samus can get shot by these space pirates before she dies. What did you think of this sequence as something to play, Crystal? It went longer than I expected. Uh-huh. <laughs> I kind of thought this would be a, a little quick bonus chapter, but it's like a, a pretty sizable portion of the game. Uh-huh. It, it is. It's not as fun as being in the power suit. no. It does, that that feeling that you get at the end when you get the power suit back, though, that's pretty good. And they play the Metroid song. Um, this part of the of Zebus is called Chozodia. Chozodia. So that you know it's from the Chozo. And as you advance into the ruins, you start to see um, the hieroglyphic and uh, Egyptian art in the background. There's soldiers in white clothes. There's like blue dress chozo blessing some other chozo there's a lot of art you know there's a leader with a crown uh i would joke that you know this is the the crowned birds from skyward swords fire temple but i don't actually think that i accept it there's a king with a a golden triangle yeah yeah he's got the triforce a triforce i don't actually think that but uh take a look at the background art here it is quite notable to all of our listeners who might play Zero Mission in future. And Skyward Sword, I guess. Both. I'm looking there at is... spridersresource.com. Oh, could you link us? Yeah. Thank you. There is a sexy Chozo statue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Do you remember it, Crystal? Yep, I, I'm looking at it. Describe it for us. Uh, Well, it's like a Chozo 
like laying down on its butt, but then its uh, its like torso is up and it's looking at you with come hither eyes, <laughs> and its knees are bent. It's like you want these power bombs, don't you, you do. dirty girl? I do want the power bombs. Um, as you advance in here, uh, firstly you see the space pirate symbol, which actually just looks like a dragon, so I assume it's Ridley. Uh, and then you see in the ruins a bunch of Chozo like bird faces. But also a repeating symbol, which looks like a ball with a uh, not quite circle on the top of it. And then some sort of a maybe diamond or something shape underneath it. Um, it is also in the spider's resource. Um, it's There's several different ways to look at this. I think ultimately, to me, it's probably uh, the it's large mural you see at the end. Oh, yeah. It's also part of the mural itself because it's the four the four bits that go back onto have, the mural. We haven't actually reached the mural to talk okay. about it yet. Right. Okay. But you also thought it looked like something else. I thought that it looked like a helmet that a Chozo warrior might wear because it's got like a little beak at the bottom and a crest on top and two slots for the eyes to see out through, like a Spartan Chozo helmet. That's what I saw. I'm not sure what to make of this. It kind of looks like the marathon symbol from Marathon. Maybe it's for Marathon. <laughs> um, so we get to the end of the ruins and there is a giant mural. There is a a design of a beaked, armored uh, warrior person in the center. There's a Chozo in power armor. Yes. Kind of looks like wings on decoratively on the back and holding a mirror and either light is streaming from the mirror or the Chozo is wearing a dress. I can't tell. Right. Then you have a fight with the mural, you were saying. They're, it's flanked on sides by, like, teal chozo that are partially armored with spears, and then it looks kind of like priest chozos in white that are offering eggs. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. The first suggestion in the canon, I think, that there are, in fact, two orders of chozo. And Samus has a flashback where she's being taken to look at this mural by her dad. Is this uh, Old Bird? Yeah, that'd be Old Bird. Samus is a little baby. Samus is a little baby looking up at the big mural. And Old Bird is like, remember this spot, okay? It's important. And then you get the fade in from little baby Samus to bombshell Samus. I hate Samus's bangs. I hate, Me too. I hate Samus's whole design in this game. I don't know how the bangs work. Like It's like she had really long hair at the front and then she just kind of tucked it back, I guess. The fusion illustrations are way better. They are. They are. Of her design, but... Yeah. No, the Zero Mission Samus doesn't make any sense. And the fact that that was the standard that they stuck to for as long as they did is a shame. I was so sad that they had to design Metroid Prime 2 Echo Samus. And and Corruption. Corruption To look like this Samus. Awful. Um, Okay. We got a, a power suit. Is it the power suit? This is the real, true, genuine power suit. And when you finish the fighting this mural, it blesses you with the true form of the true power suit. You get the ability to use the plasma beam, the screw attack, and your power bombs. Right, because you've been collecting unknown items from Chozo's statues throughout the game. and you're, That was you're incompatible. Like, yeah, your status screen says, like, I don't know what this is. It's not compatible with your suit. Once you receive a blessing from this Chozo ghost, uh, it all activates. 
you get your firmware upgrade and now you're running on 1.0. <laughs> this really is a uh, fight yourself battle. Yeah. This is the Dark Link, I guess. Uh, when her power suit is restored, there's like this ring of light running up Samus's body. And then her whole body turns like a blinding glowing white. And the suit appears over that like it is being summoned from another dimension. Yeah, she henshins. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. This is her magical girl henshin transformation. I do love how the mirror is clearly uh, technological, though. It's not a plain mirror. Yeah, It kind of flickers and shit. Uh, Samus, the sound, the song is great. It, you're getting the melody. You're going, yeah, 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 I'm powerful again. Sunlight is streaming through the ruins in part. Also, you know, it was raining before when you crashed. And you uh, kill all of the space pirates very, very easily. Oh, yeah. Except for the ones who are like, they have black armor and carapaces. Those guys are still bastards. Yeah, but the red ones are now tasty lobsters. Yeah. Or crabs. <laughs> Monica did ask last night if we would eat uh, space pirates. Yeah, I like crab. I love crab. I love lobster. Do you, are, are y'all at all like given pause by the fact that they're apparently sapient? I'm not entirely convinced they are sapient. What okay. do you, what do you, what, what do you, what the hell do you think they're doing here? Uh, they're probably being ordered around to do things, but- By very, whom? Mother Brain mother, slash Ridley. Mother Brain did blow up. Mother Brain's dead. Ridley's dead. I don't know. Look, they look delicious. They can fly spaceships. True. That's true. I mean, look, Samus is killing them anyway. Yeah. So it's only right to, to absorb the power- <laughs> She that is I, uh, eating their, their energy afterwards. Yeah. That's What's the true. difference between absorbing the life energy and absorbing some protein? Okay, that's fair. It's not like it's cannibalism. If they're already dead, I guess you shouldn't let it go to waste. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a type of cannibalism where a great warrior consumes their enemies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're back into the space pirate ship and... Surprise, as was foreshadowed by a couple of uh, cutscenes, there is Mecha Ridley, the not quite complete Ridley. Not quite complete. He ain't got no legs or wings. His locomotion is badly limited. But he does have more health uh, and damage if uh, you have collected everything. Which implies that in the time that you spent getting 100% completion, more of him was built. I love the idea that Ridley was making a super badass robot in his own image that would be totally the toughest ever. Because Mecha Ridley's actually a pretty hard fight. Oh, sort of notable here, before we leave, there's another weird thing in that uh, in Fusion, Samus remarks that the animals, the Etacoons, and I can't remember the name of the other one, uh, taught her skills in Super Metroid. Uh, Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. And... And Zero Mission, she knows those skills. She can wall jump and shine spark. Yeah, there's a different, uh, yeah, that that's another retcon of Zero Mission. Oh my god, is Zero Mission just not canon? <laughs> no, Fusion not came out first. No, I mean, it's not canon with Fusion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Crystal has no perspective by which to comment. Right, well, we'll assess that later. And then you fight your way out and you steal a spermazoid and fly off into space. Samus ends the game by jumping into a sperm space space sperm shaped spaceship and 
flying out into the outer atmosphere. She she like runs over a spice pirate as she does so. Yeah. And then you get another uh, pan down the uh, mural, and you see there's a little drawing of Samus and her two bird dads. Ah. Both of her bird dads. Old bird and gray voice. Which means that in... Oh, okay, 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 okay. So Zero Mission is in its own canon. And it's also canonical with the manga. And and other M? Yes, also... Uh, no, it's not canon with Other M, actually. Okay. Good to know. It can't be, because Other M pretends that Old Bird and Grey Voice don't exist. Ah, this is what I said, the There's Metroid a lot, timeline. No, 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 it's not, because you didn't know this. There's a line in Other M where Samus says that Adam Malkovich was the closest thing to a father that she ever had. Right. Oh my god. Uh-huh. Yeah. Again, this is what I mean in general about... The Metroid timeline being a lot messier than the Zelda one. Uh, this isn't the same as Zelda, though, because Zelda, we can, like, do our thing where we pretend that it's all taking place and it's just a matter of, like, figuring out what's what. But the real thing that's happening here is that Sakamoto's a fucking hack. Um, there's another mural that you see all the time in, like, the pause menu. Mm-hmm. Of there's an orange wing chozo in white holding some sort of uh, cup or goblets. And then... And he has like a little a little crown, and then there's a teal chozo with teal wings and a teal dress, uh, holding some sort of cane and a, a bigger spiked crown, and they're both yes. looking down at some kind of I, I don't know squid being. I don't know what this is. Could be a Metroid. Could be a Metroid. It could be a Metroid, or it kind of looks like this. If you look at the large mural, uh-huh. there's a lot of imagery on top of it too, which. Yeah, I kind of interpret it as these two groups kind of combined their their uh, knowledge to pour into. Oh shit! Is that Mother Brain? Oh, it could be I Mother guess Brain. It could be. Oh shit! That could be Mother Brain. It could be Mother Brain. I interpreted it as it was towards the suit because it's also reddish, but it it's def- ambiguous. It is ambiguous, but it's got that wiggly tentacle sense to it that makes me think Mother Brain. In the manga, Mother Brain was. Chozo technology, Chozo. yes. Uh, Why so, did they make Mother Brain? Uh, to run Zebus for them, basically. It's, um, what's the thing on Krypton? Oh, it's uh, Brainiac. It's Brainiac. Uh, so why did Mother Brain turn evil? There are various uh, theories about that, but basically uh, it had consciousness and it just, like, wanted more for itself. And in the manga, it's sort of implied that it turned evil because Samus showed up, and it saw how the Chozo treated Samus and got kind of jealous. Girls. Girls got jealous. Girls do be plotting genocide over boys liking other girls? Okay. Is that is that the- Over the old men raising a child? <laughs> yeah. Well, they okay. raised a child, too, or was a child at some point, I guess. Uh, okay. So I think that the biggest takeaway from both Metroid is a vastly understated story that relies almost completely on the environment and a sense of deep isolation and dread. Zero Mission is not quite, it is the nadir of mainline Metroid storytelling, and everything that would go wrong in Other M was already very much happening 
in Zero Mission, just not to the same degree. Yep. Uh, mission accomplished, by the way. Samus has flown out. In her big purple sperm. Uh, shall we look at the end screens? There are okay. some that never made it into the game. Uh, I think that they did make it into the game, but they did in the child mode version of the Japanese version of the game. What is child mode? Uh, Hold on. I'm, I'm reading a quote from Sakamoto from the Metroid Zero Mission official site development room. This is a fan translated from Japanese. For Samus to remain connected with the power suit requires mental energy unfathomable to an ordinary person. In situations like this, when she is under pressure, indeed, even Samus is unable to concentrate her mental energy. However, when Samus completes a trial of the Spirit of the Mural, parentheses, God of War, she regains her strong force of will and can successfully integrate with the legendary power suit. Sakamoto loves to have Samus have a fucking breakdown before getting her power suit back. It's not even really compatible with fucking Fusion's backstory. No! Because there are parts of the suit that won't come off if she's not consciously... You'd think that if she is unconscious, she wouldn't be able to maintain the suit. That's ridiculous. Am I wrong to think that? Well, Metroid Dread contradicts that. It sure does. And in fact, so does Fusion. But as it's presented here in Zero Mission, where being stressed out is enough to make her lose her suit, it seems like getting knocked out should probably make her lose the suit, right? Yeah. Well, that definitely doesn't happen. Which leans further and further into the idea that Zero Mission isn't canonical with the other games. Oh, I'm wrong. The child images are from Fusion. Oh, I see. So let's scroll down to Zero Mission. Maybe it's like um, it's like how Goku was training to stay Super Saiyan even when he was asleep. Maybe it is like that. Now, I do like some of the Zero Mission end art. Crystal, do you have access to... Yep, I'm looking at list of Metroid endings. Great. Which one is your favorite portrait here? Um, I kind of like Sam sitting at the bar. And Moss Eisley? Yeah, some uh, cloaked figure is uh, uh, polishing some glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to figure, is it a bar? It kind of looks like a bar. I was also guessing maybe it's like a mechanics place because... I mean, it looks like she's being served drinks. Kind of. But it's great. Like, you're seeing her interact in a friendly term with something else or someone else, and that's rare. I want to like the one where she's seated by the window, but one, it's cheesecake, and two, her hair makes no sense. She's really pretty, though. I feel like her hair makes a little more sense in this one than the others. Those are just kind of sideswept bangs. Yeah. But my favorite one is where she's walking in the sunset, and she's got her hair tied up in a messy bun, and... You know, I guess she's outside of Jabba's palace or something like that. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, this, uh, this outfit is good. I know, I love this outfit. It's funny how much better this uh, this MMA fighter outfit looks than the Zero Suit. It's still, you know, kind of, you know, bare, but I, I can see this as an outfit somebody would wear. Like to a bar right. or to go clubbing. Yeah. And in fact, one of the shots or one of the portraits is Samus in a nightlife, you know, in a city environment uh, with a moon. And the call is my stupid wish, but <laughs> which we'll probably never see. I do want to see her in a city with people. Um, we do. No, we don't. Well, well it all works right. because like the 
the suit that she's the orange outfit she's wearing is not skin tight so you can see every single curve of her ass and boobs it's just like an outfit yeah Yeah. i don't know if i would wear the outfit but i could see people wearing that outfit whereas like when you look at the zero suit it's plainly one of those like leotards the kind that's also a thong that goes straight down your ass crack so you could see the entire ass but then they like sewed some leggings onto it it's definitely made out of latex or pvc yeah and zero mission continues the particular trend started by the original metroid and that the player for better performance is rewarded by ogling samus's body it is maybe the single worst continuing element of the entire Metroid series. And the Prime games, to in fairness, mostly got away from that. Mostly. In the first one. Yeah. This Samus design in 3D looks so fucking ugly. Oh my god. It is, it is so bad. Like, you look at the, the one from the original Metroid Prime, and maybe it looks a little bit plain, but she looks like a person. She looks great in Metroid Prime, and... That moment where she just, it's all you get for, you know, getting full completion is her taking off her helmet and taking a moment to catch her breath. And she looks sad at what she's seeing, and that's all that you need. But then you get like, fuck, oh god, her, she looks so bad in Corruption and Echoes. Echoes especially, what the hell was happening? I was gonna say Corruption looks a little better because they, they put a like an effect on her hair to make it look more natural but then in echoes it's like ah it's like a a clay model or something it's the colors are really oversaturated in a way that doesn't look like anything else in that game we need to watch uh that ending when we do the side episodes because it's even worse in motion i have to think that they they animated or thought of their original design samus and wanted her there I have to believe. Yeah. God, this is the, the Zero Suit is emblematic of so much that's wrong with the Metroid series. Uh huh. It is so bad, and I know that some of our listeners like the Zero Suit. They so, there are some of our listeners who will go, "Hey, let Samus be hot," and there's some of our listeners who will go, "Hey, I want to wear the Zero Suit," and I fucking get it. But as a product of a bunch of horny guys designing a hot blonde lady, it sucks ass. The thing is, like, I even rather liked parts of it back in the day. Yeah. There weren't many female protagonists. This was significant. You see, she is firmly femme. Yeah. You can be femme and, you know, an incredible uh, ultimate warrior or whatever. But they did mean for me to feel this way. In fairness, you liked Fusion a lot more than Zero Mission. At the time. Yeah, but I like the art, the end arts better. Oh, yeah, okay. Mission. Crystal, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, they it just does get worse and worse and worse from here regarding getting Samus Cheesecake as a reward for playing the game good. We love cheesecake. Yeah, I think... But it's not even the kind of stuff I would like. Like, what I would like is Samus being covered in blood and shit. Yeah, of course. You want that, um... Uh, oh, what's her name? Makima from Chainsaw Man? Well, no, Makima's different. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> you want Samus, like, rising from the gore that she's caused? Sure. Yeah, I want to see the the blood of space pirates splattered over her face. And she, like, wipes her mouth off and shit. Yeah, 
around this time, Fusion 2, but around this time, there was a lot of, like, Metroid art. Like, really good Metroid art. Oh, yeah. Shout out to those people. <laughs> Shout out to all fan artists. Yeah. Except the ones who do, like, weird misogynies. Don't do that one. And, like, celebrating cheesecake's fine, too. There's nothing wrong with some cheesecake. Do whatever makes you happy. We're not here to yuck your yums. Yeah. It's just when you when you are a big game creator, you should think more than not at all about a few things. I'll shit on a, on a, on a corporation. Ugh. Well, anyway, Metroid's very silly. Yep. Well, there's also the, the whole thematic thing of Samus uh, loses her connection to her suit because she gets rattled by being attacked by the space pirates. And then she remembers her relationship with her father, and that brings her back. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh... Yeah. Uh, don't, don't, don't worry. Don't worry. We'll get some of that again, and we'll get it a lot more explicitly. I think this wraps uh, Metroid 1 and Metroid 0. I don't think that Metroid 1 is a very fun game to play anymore. That's why I played Zero Mission. Zero Mission's a fun g- as a game that you play. That's a fun game. How how did you find it as your first Metroid 2D experience from beginning to end, Crystal? Um I thought the bosses were had too much health. Yeah. Because it's in Meg in the game like Mega Man it's, it's more about learning the pattern and yeah. once you got that down the bosses are not that bad. Right. But this one, the patterns are not complex, but you just have to keep shooting them. You do. Are there any bosses we want to shout out or talk about? No. I want to reverse shout out um, Imago. I think that Which was the, one's that? Uh, it was the bee with the stinger that shoots at you. Oh yeah, that motherfucker. She's like, I, am I doing something wrong? Like, I keep hitting you, but... No, uh, you were you were doing it right. Yeah, I remember zero of the bosses here. I mean, they kind of they kind of. St- here's the thing. I'm going to probably catch some flack from this, but here's here's the thing. I think that traditional EPD Metroid bosses stink. It's almost impossible for the average player to be able to control Samus in such a way that you can beat a boss without taking damage. And to me. Being able to beat a boss without taking damage is a sign of truly great design. Because, like, in Metroid Samus Returns, you can beat every single one of those bosses without taking damage if you know their patterns good enough. And, yeah, they take some bullets, but the chief thing is learning their patterns. And that's just not the thing. I think that you'll um, experience this most in Super Metroid, where it's like, okay, how do I dodge that? Oh, I don't? Fine. Yeah, I did feel like I had trouble controlling Samus precisely to be able to aim diagonally and also crouch. Yeah. Uh, which is sometimes uh, important for trying to dodge attacks. Now, by starting with Zero Mission, it's important to note this is probably the best controlling 2D Metroid of the original style. Yeah, oh, no. sorry. Crystal? Well, in fairness, the, the other games are very different, but they also have a very different... Um, a very different cadence to them. Like, Super Metroid doesn't control the same, but it's also a slower, more methodical game. Yeah, Fusion's different. Fusion's easily the hardest of the 2D Metroids, outside of maybe Samus Returns. So next up is Metroid 2. Slash Samus Returns, which, to the best of my knowledge, doesn't have any real retcons in it, and is very much canonical with Metroid Dread. Yeah, I, I have not looked at... Return of Samus or Samus Returns. In like four years. So uh, I guess I'll, well, when it's turn f- time for that, I will take some more notes. 
<laughs> uh, we have a few questions. Yay! Uh, Charlotte writes in, Hello, I was wondering what y'all's take was on the blatantly inaccurate biography of Samus given in the instruction manual of the original Metroid. It famously uses masculine pronouns in both Japanese and English. It also says some somewhat bizarre stuff about Samus being a cyborg and absorbing her enemy's powers. Personally, I've always viewed the story section of the manual in general as a sort of reflection of what you'd be told by a reasonably well-informed average citizen of the galaxy in 20X5. So, like, they know about the situation with the Metroids, but not any specifics about where they came from or why the space pirates want them. Similarly, Samus is well known as a skilled bounty hunter in a spacesuit, but basically nothing about her as a person is widely known, implying she keeps to herself and doesn't make any public appearances as the hunter. That's just me, though. Also, in the ending of Zero Mission, Samus can be seen at a bar. What kind of drink do you think Samus orders? Is she even old enough to be at a bar? Love the podcast. Thanks for reading. Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you. Thank you. I like What's the, your take? I like the idea that the people who see Samus at the bar with the ponytail and the orange outfit don't know that that's the famous bounty hunter. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. They're just like, hey, girl, how you doing? And she's like, leave me alone. I'm here to drink. <laughs> no, yeah, I, think I think she's, she she's friendly with them. It's just like, yeah, I have a work persona and I have a, a social persona. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I think I think that too. I Or rather, I would like... I don't really want that explored because they have clearly fucked everything up with relation to Samus. But in my head, I sort of romanticize this like person who might be slightly aloof, but also slightly social, but also has a job where she is the only person in this hellscape of a planet. Like she'll come back after months on the job and just be like, I got to be around people. Right. I got to go on a shopping spree or, you know, go to the club. I don't know. I like to imagine that she's actually like an archaeologist. Sure. Uh, there's another email. It's a little bit older, actually, from one of our other Metroid. I, I mean, there's, there's oh yeah, no there's wait, more, questions. more questions. Sorry. What kind of drink do you think Samus orders? <laughs> um. Well, like, do we have to assume that it's an Earth drink? I mean, I guess it would be. She probably lives on Earth. If there is an Earth. There is an Earth. There might not be an Earth. Federation headquarters is on Earth. In one of the games. <laughs> For More some than reason, one. Actually. I'm imagining Samus as being like a huge craft beer nerd. Ooh. Okay, go on. Like she has, she has some very specific opinions about the kind of beer she likes. <laughs> oh, oh, I kind of like I kind of like Samus having this one thing about which she's like she knows that if she leans in too hard, she's going to end up being obnoxious about it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever she's earned it, she's got the the bounty hunter money. She does. What else is she going to spend her money on? An apartment. Feed for her baby Metroid. I lean towards either liking her like being like a whiskey person and then all the fancy ass whiskeys of which I don't know anything about. Or she likes the extremely fruity cocktail drinks. I mean, I guess it's sort of stereotypical, but I think of her as a hard liquor person. And if she gets it cut, she gets it cut with like ginger beer or something. <laughs> but she's probably old enough to be in a bar. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the space legal age, drinking age is, but... I, 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 I think Samus is well over 21, as these things go. And regarding yeah. the average citizen of the galaxy and their perception of the situation with the Metroids, the manual reminded me of, like, oh, the space pirates have weapons of mass destruction, so we need to oh, invade no. Zevis. 
Oh, no. But we got our butts kicked, so we're hiring Samus. Oh. It... Wait, I don't get the implication. It's, it's like, like Iraq. Uh-huh. Oh, that the space cards have a weapon of mass destruction. I see. Well, what amuses me is, originally, this is this was Federation stuff. Metroids. Yeah. It's been claimed by the Federation. Yep. And... Instead of like trying to recover them or whatever, the Federation's like, nope, blow all of them up. Destroy all of them. Yep. We're not trying to hide any secret plot whatsoever. Yeah, there's already something kind of brewing, even in the first game, where it's like, wait, why? Yeah. What's happening? Okay, next uh, question. Yep. This one is down here. Turn off that alarm. This one comes from John. Hey, Crystal, Monica, and Cameron. As someone whose only Metroid experience is a few minutes of a Metroid Prime GameCube demo, what is Metroid? Which is the best game? Should I try to play through the series? Thanks and wish you all the best. Stay safe, John. Crystal, Thank you, John. Crystal, what is Metroid? Uh, Metroid is the progenitor of the Metroid Castlevania genre, in which <laughs> the, uh... you, you explore an area <laughs> non-linearly, and sometimes you come across some doors that are locked... So then you have to go get a power-up that will allow you to get through that door. You spend your whole time thinking about that door or that thing that you can't get to. And when you can get to that thing, oh, Some people great. call it the OG search action game. Search action. Search action is the Japanese name for the genre. Is that true? Yes. Is that common parlance in Japanese video game discourse? I don't know how common it is. Okay. I, I can't actually read Japanese. But I know that the name for the genre is Search Action. I think that's a silly name for a genre. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, what is the best game? Crystal, what is the best Metroid game that you have played so far? Metroid Prime. That is a solid choice. Yes. Runner-up, Metroid a... Prime 2 Echoes. Excellent choice. <laughs> yes. I, I, I think that... It's hard to go wrong with any of the mainline Metroids or any of the Metroid Prime games. They're all pretty excellent. Yes, but of the mainline ones, we do mean the more recent releases. Basically, from Super Metroid on, you're golden. Just don't fuck with other M, and if you're getting a Metroid Prime, make sure it's one of the numbered versions. Uh, I think my favorite is also Prime, probably. Hmm. Cameron? They're all really good for different reasons. I think that Metroid Prime is a lot like the Ocarina of Time of the Metroid series, and that Ocarina of Time may not be the most spectacular in some respects, but it's probably the 3D Zelda that has the least objectionable elements in it, or the fewest objectionable elements. Like, it hasn't got bad pacing, it doesn't have bad dungeons, it's got a great soundtrack, it, and it's the closest that you can call to being perfect, just because there's the least wrong with it. Except for those in the frozen area, there are a few shriek bats that, if they all crash, will never respawn. So you've got to scan them the first time through. They Most may have people do that. not give one shit about that. I care. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, Metroid Prime is the equivalent. Yeah. Super Metroid could also qualify for that, except that a lot of modern players find its controls really clunky. When I was growing yeah. up, Super Metroid was the Metroid, but now it seems like that's shifted over to Metroid 4. 
Oh, I don't know if I'd agree with that. I think the old heads would still say Super Metroid. Like, if if you got... Um, okay, who's part of the Audio Entropy con, uh, Network who is an old head for Metroid? Uh, uh, Lexi. Let's say we brought Lexi on. If anybody suggested anything except for Super Metroid as the best Metroid game, there would be a very serious argument on our hands. Uh, we got some questions from Twitter as well. Okay. Oh, but John, yes, you should try to play through the series. Play whichever you want and whichever you have access to. Mm-hmm. John asks, is Metroid 1986 a horror game? Yes, no. Um, insofar as those things are possible, yeah, I think that it kind of is. Kinda? It's also an action game, but I think you can get a sense of its horror tones right from the menu screen. It's the emotion that you feel the most, Dread. Yes, thank you. Yes. What do you think? Crystal. I I wouldn't say Zero Mission is a horror game. I don't know. I I feel like Metroid 86, I didn't get that far in it, but fear is not the main emotion you're feeling most of the time, I would think. Is it just frustration? Yeah, confusion. Where the hell do I go? Like, Samus is powerful. She's not like in a survival horror game. Yeah, that's fair. Until, you know, she gets her suit blasted off. Yeah. But even then, that's more like a Metal Gear game. Mm. Yeah. Um, Mafi asks, does Kraid have his own ship like Ridley does? <laughs> uh, they gotta, they gotta bring down, like, a big boat to get Kraid around. It's, it's, I don't know if they have a sperm big enough to carry Kraid. I like the idea that maybe Kraid was smaller back in the day, but, uh, he found his room. He's like, I'm staying here. And then just got increasingly bigger over time they experimented on him with beta rays and he started sure. growing when i was a kid i thought ridley and Craig were like always paired together always a duo but now it seems like ridley's the guy more than Craig. yeah yeah you're, that's 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 probably right people really care about Craig though the old heads telling you yeah they put him in smash he's called uh king k rule <laughs> they sure did what uh, exactly are those spaghettios I'm, asks Moffy. I'm not sure what they mean by this. Oh, those are the little circles that are shot at you as you're attacking Mother Brain. The donuts. Oh, yeah. They're, uh, you know, telekinetic blasts. Yeah, that seems right. Yeah, I think it is the opinion of the Book of Aurora that those are not separate monsters, as in the old manual. They're just blasts of energy. Yeah, they're, they're weaponized blasts. Um... What are your favorite and least favorite changes to the setting lore between Metroid and Zero Mission? I want to hear your thoughts, Crystal. Uh, least favorite. Samus loses her suit if she loses focus. Yeah. Uh-huh. Favorite. There's bird people. It's great that there's bird people. Yeah. I'm going to actually say the very same. I love that they canonize, insofar as Zero Mission is canon, uh, they canonize Samus's bird dads. Mm-hmm. And that it is just completely awful that Samus getting upset means she can't use her power suit. Yeah. Uh, my favorite and least favorite, I guess, I would just say I like that they fleshed out the environment, the songs or sounds and the bosses. Well, this is the setting and lore. Oh, well, there's more boss people to punch. I guess. We've been through the lore. Uh, what's my least favorite? Everything about the additional stuff. Yeah. 
Even the bird dads, really. Oh, really? I mean, it's fine, but... Now we have to talk about the manga. Yeah, now we have to talk about this little orphaned... I mean, that that was... That started, was always a thing. That was started in Zero Mission. And, and Super Metroid. Yes, yeah, and Super Metroid, yeah. I know. Anyway. Maxi asks, how do you feel about having to go left as soon as the game starts? It's cool. Inspired. I appreciate it because ever since I played the Sonic Advance Flash game where they hit a secret to the left, I've been going left in platformers. Yeah, you just got to check that side out. Um, I also love the Morph Ball originally being translated as Marumari because it's just the... That's the onomatopoeia for rolling up into a ball. (laughs) Anyway. Jason asks, did you manage to beat 1986 in under an hour? No. No. Seems hard. It it seems tough. Are you for or against ludicrous shine spark puzzles? Oh Jesus Lord. I love it. Fuck. We'll talk about it more in fusion, but Monica is something of an expert at ludicrous shine spark puzzles. I think they're fine, mostly. I think some of the harder movement based puzzles in this were annoying because as said previously, it's a little hard to move Samus precisely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Were you using uh, original hardware to play it? Uh, no, I was using an emulator. Yeah, it's a little bit easier with a D-pad than a uh, than a keyboard. But yeah, that never stops being a problem. Should Kreda have had a comical pirate hat? Uh, they gave him one in Donkey Kong Country 2, so I'm going to say, yeah, it's a good idea. Uh-huh. Or was that Donkey Kong Country 3? I think it's 2. And one more. Which of Samus's suits is the coolest? Uh, NES Power Suit, NES Varia, and Zero Mission Power Suit, Varia, Gravity, Zero, and Justin Bailey. Absolutely the Dread Suit. Dread. I like the Zero Mission Gravity Suit. Oh, of those listed, yes, the Zero Mission Gravity Suit looks good. Yeah, that are, yeah. No, I agree. I'm not, I'm not much for, like, I like the Justin Bailey suit as, a, like, as, as the joke option. Not a huge fan of the Zero suit as a thing. In fact, I hate it. I sort of like interpreting the Justin Bailey outfit or, you know, the, the leotard in Metroid to be very much like she is an Olympic athlete. Yeah. And she's doing those crazy ass flips <laughs> and rolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And last question comes from Charlotte. Is Metroid transgender? My answer Maybe. is no. <laughs> oh. I think Sakamoto has made that abundantly clear. (laughs) Sakamoto has made that abundantly clear. But, you know, maybe. I know that I follow some people where if, 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 if they, if they was in a Metroid game, they would celebrate beating the Metroid game in under an hour by also stripping down to their skivvies. Anytime I, I, anytime there's a character that underwent some sort of, uh, augmentation or mutation or anything like that like Geralt of Rivia or Samus Aran that that does that is conductive to a trans headcanon right yes I I think Samus is highly conductive to trans headcanons yes I think uh Metroid can be trans if you would like them to be yeah there's yeah nothing stopping it and also you know there's a lot of transphobic Reasons that were lobbed in there, which I, you know, is awful. But Shit. there's also a lot of fantastic, you know, it can be claimed or reclaimed. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. We we support your reading of the text. We watched a uh, Super Metroid speed run 
on is it games done quick yeah it was the flame fatales i think and it they were playing a hacked version of uh super metroid where the energy tanks were estrogen tanks and uh, uh. <laughs> uh samus's armor was in uh pink uh white and blue uh, and the pastel trance yeah. flag colors very fun nice well, that's the end of our show. The episode one of the Book of Aurora. Yay! Yay, Book of Aurora. Um, since I didn't last time have this quite worked out um, while we were recording, I would like to give thanks to James Schwar, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing your name, at Luminous Music, who's allowed us to use his Metroid mixes for the intro and outro of these episodes. Thanks, James. Thank you, James. Crystal, where can we find you online? You can find me at Arcane Crystal on Twitter. You can listen to this and other podcasts early at patreon.com slash arcane crystal. You can find me on the Eidolon Playtest podcast, an actual play of the Eidolon Become Your Best Self tabletop role-playing game where sometimes your soul can exist outside of yourself and have magical powers and fight with other people, like in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure or Persona. Wow. And Cameron, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter, at CamWriter. That's it. And we're going to end with a Metro joke. Oh, (gasps) okay. Did I make a Varia joke last time? I feel like you might have. Okay. Yes. This one comes in from Reddit.com, from a thread titled, Know Any Good Metroid Jokes? And this comes from user Radiance. I would tell you one, but it ran out of them. Ah. <coughs> oh, I hate it. That's great. Okay, okay, I'm tired now. All right, goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.